welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. Hello, Dr. Ravello. Good evening, Dr. Calvert. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm doing great, and I am looking forward to our little chit-chat here about brachioplasty. Otherwise known as arm lifts. An arm lift, arm tuck, yes. arm skinnying procedure. Right. It's a, it's a pretty... It's a well-known surgery because a lot of people really want to have it done. It's amazing how many people want their arms tucked. But what holds them up? Why do they not do it? Well, the scar. The scar. The scar. It is the big topic of conversation right. with brachioplasty. If you're going to talk about it, you've got to talk about the scar. Right, because what it is is a, an incision in order to make an arm skinny. And we see all these, you know, people call them the grandma arms mm-hmm. or whatever they want to say. Yeah. Where, and the by weeds. the way, you can get them when you're young. You don't have to be a grandma to get these. I mean, I've seen 28-year-old women with these, and and I've seen a lot of men get them as they get older as well. Um, So this is excess skin beyond the reach of a liposuction procedure. Right. So by definition, an arm tuck or an arm lift or brachioplasty is a procedure for the skin. It is separate but can be combined with liposuction. So this is not necessarily for patients that just have extra fat on their arms. Sometimes those patients can do okay with just liposuction. Correct. And that there's some caveats to that. But an arm tuck or an arm lift is really talking about the extra skin of the arms. The skin that no matter how many tricep dips you do, you're not going to get rid of because the problem is not muscle or fat. It's skin. Right. And the excess skin is there for many reasons. Some, <clears throat> some I think it's genetic. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I think, think so. people, yeah. you know, just their grandma had those arms, their mom had those arms, and now they've got them too. Right. And then they hate it <laughs> in a big way. Well, it's a problem, especially if you are otherwise normal weight or if you have just a normal body and you have this extra skin or you just carry a bit of extra fat on your upper arms, it makes it hard to fit into certain clothes. You're now you're buying clothes which are bigger than they need to be to fit around your arms. Or it makes you self-conscious about the choices you do wear. You don't wear sleeveless or you don't wear strapless because totally. you're really concerned about your arms. Yeah, and sleeveless is a big deal. Now, you can have a brachioplasty and still do sleeveless because it all depends on where you place the scar. Oh, no, absolutely. So, okay, let's talk first about the patient that only needs liposuction. Who is that patient? So that patient does have kind of chunky arms. They're fat right. arms. There's not a lot of hanging skin. Or the skin they have is tight. Right. They have yeah. they have good turgor, good tension on the skin. You can see that by taking away the fat that you're going to get contraction that will not leave you with hanging skin, then needing a brachioplasty, right. which is never cool. Not good. So usually that's younger patients that just have extra fat in their skin. And those patients generally do pretty well with liposuction alone. Sometimes the liposuction itself will give a little bit of tightening to the skin and the skin contracts around it and they do great. That's, that, do. Is, that is a certain subset of patients. And I, I have to mention that I am a uh, <clears throat> luminary for Alma Lasers. With the Alma Laser, and this is not an ad for the laser or anything, but I've been able to extend the reach of liposuction by treating the skin. And, and you, you could do this with whatever kind of, you know, treatment you want, radio frequency or or otherwise, if you can suction out the fat and treat the skin simultaneously, that really makes that procedure have a broader reach than 
than previously. Than just liposuction. Right. But even that has its limits. Sure does. You know, when, when you really get into the category of people that have extra skin, then you really are talking about a scar. And I think there's sort of two different classes of people that have the extra skin. Um, I think one class of patients is going to be the massive weight loss patients that have lost a lot of weight and just have excess amounts of skin from their armpit all the way down to their wrist practically. And then there's the more just average patient, maybe a little bit older. Over time, their skin has lost some elasticity and they have the hanging skin, but not to the severity that the massive weight loss patient does. Well, yeah. And when you say the the skin below the forearm, which I've seen. I just, I don't like to make it. No, no, down absolutely there. not. <laughs> um, but like for the upper arm, you know, yeah. that, that yeah. chicken wing thing, yeah. this, this is where That's the That's where is. that is. And so once you're in that category, then the question becomes, how do you do it and what can you expect? And this is where the, the topic of the scar and scar placement comes up. You can place it in a lot of different spots. You can spots. place this in a lot of different places. Um, well, let's talk about that. Where do you put yours? I like to put mine in the bicipital groove. Right. That's my favorite spot. Yeah. I like to go right where the biceps meet the triceps and that, hide that it on the inside. Of the arm. Now, when I was coming up through the system, I was taught to put it in the back of Ooh. the arm so that the patients can't see it, but everybody else can. Everybody else. I never understood I that. I never understood it. I never it. understood it. I went to a brachioplasty course with a, a really nice surgeon who's a really good friend of mine who will remain nameless. And I watched him put all the scars on the back of the arms. And I was like, Ew. Yeah. You know, and I just thought it's got to be better putting it on the inside of the arm. So when their arm's down right. and you see the back of the arm, you don't see you don't any see of that it. scar. You don't see it from the front. You don't see it from the back. You don't see it from the side. The only thing I tell my patients is if you're going to wave goodbye to someone, then you'll see the scar. So, yeah, I think that's the most inconspicuous place to put it. But the scars can be really good. And that's the thing. I, I think they're. Two keys. First of all, you got to do the liposuction to empty out the fat yes, for out, sure. out of the arm first to get the skin off of tension. Close it up off tension. Make the scar as good as you can. And then there's real value in spray tans. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I am like, if you want to have a brachioplasty, you know, get a good spray tan yeah. or you're really going to... Because the scar is it, the scar. And how long the scar is depends on how extensive and how severe the extra skin is. Some patients need that scar to go all the way down to the elbow and some patients can get away with having it maybe go halfway down the arm. And there's a small subset of patients where you can hide it in the armpit. That's a very small mm. subset of patients. I've had success with like a handful. Yeah, I, I haven't loved that at all. Yeah. In fact, if anything, I tend to do down to the elbow if I'm doing this operation and then onto the chest wall yeah, with do, a Z-plasty through the armpit. Yeah, I, it always goes through the armpit and for me as well. Z-plasty I do yeah. just to break up the scar so you don't get banding in the armpit. Right. But, but I think that that's the way to do it because once you get over onto the chest wall, if you're doing a breast lift on a massive weight loss patient, then your inframammary fold scar right, just continues, continues on. up into yeah. the, the side of the chest wall, which takes care of the bra fat, and then up into the armpit right. and across to the, uh, to the elbow. And, and you know, it's, it's nuts. You know, he's talking about combining it with a breast lift, which has that scar, which goes you know, really under both breasts and that fold. You look at these patients on the table and their arms are out, both arms are out, and you just see this scar going from one elbow down, around, up the armpit, chest wall, across one breast, small little space on the sternum, and then oh, it's just these huge scars. They're huge scars. But they do okay. But they do okay. And, and they, they look great. They get the look that they want. Yeah, and get they're the contour. really happy. Yeah, we don't have a way yet to get that skin to shrink away. 
We just don't. No, not without cutting it out. No, it has to be removed. And that's kind of the bottom line. And so let's go back to the liposuction component with the brachioplasty. I think that the liposuction piece done first before you take away the skin really allows the easy undermining and, and to get the, oh, yeah, it's key. the skin to settle where it needs to be. Yeah. So you get a great result. And yeah. especially, I think it takes tension off the scar. There's a lot of benefits to doing the, the liposuction with the brachioplasty instead of just lopping out some skin. Yeah, no, the liposuction is a huge part of it for me. I, I don't think I've ever done it without it. So I agree. I, I like the liposuction with the skin excision. Not sure I've ever <laughs> lopped off skin either. But I, I did just say that, so I wanted to come back and Clarify, say, say... I actually do not. That I don't, don't do, do that. that. Exactly. Um, and then let's talk about aftercare. So we know that the candidates are people that have excess skin, uh, usually with some excess fat. How do you take care of this operation? How much time off do you tell people they need from doing what they do? I usually say about a week. Um, I do, if, especially if I'm doing a large incision, uh, I do put drains and they don't stay very long. I would say maybe a couple days with the drains and then I take them out. Um, they're going to come off the operating table wrapped up. They're going to look kind of mummyish. You know, their arm is going to be wrapped in ACE wraps. And I would say usually by about a week, patients are feeling okay and ready to go back to work and do activities of daily living, but really no upper arm lifting exercise for a good six weeks. What about uh, arm garments? How long do you have them wear a compression garment? I really like arm garments. So once they are out of that initial week of swelling, I stop with the ACE wraps and I have them put a commercial arm garment on, which just provides compression. And I have, I put them in that for six weeks. Yeah. I tell them to wear as much as they can for you know six to eight weeks. Yeah. Because they're yeah, going they to they're gonna swell. Yeah, you know, they don't have to thing. wear it 100 percent of the time. You know, they take it off, get in the shower. Yeah. If they got to, you know, go out one night. But I like them in it. I think right. it's uh, it's very helpful. And they do swell, um, but they usually look good right away. Mm-hmm. You know, no, I agree. Ha- they, the skin's gone. You know, right. it, it it is definitely a, a brachioplasty high five at that point because yeah. they're they're so pumped. The skin's gone. And I think one thing to touch on: yes, there are a lot of things we can do to make the scars appear as nice as possible. But I think of all the surgeries that we do, this surgery has the highest wound breakdown rate of all the surgeries. For whatever reason, the arms, the surgery, the skin tends to break down, not uncommonly. And usually it's not a bad breakdown. It's a small little area here or there. Um, but this area is just, it's under tension and forces. And you're busy. You, use you're it. busy, you use it. So it's not uncommon to see a few areas of just wound breakdown. It's not a big deal. You treat it with some antibiotic lotion or cream and it heals on its own. Yeah, that's, that's really important to know, but it, it is understandable. I mean, you're going to, you're still going to use your arms. We right. don't put you in casts. No. Bilateral arm cast tends to not be very helpful for no, activities but, uh, of daily living. We don't do that in plastic surgery. No. So. <laughs> Well, that's great. I think uh, I think we kind of covered it. Anything else with the uh, brachioplasty? Uh, similar, I think, to the wound breakdown. You know, these. I think the scars we talked about. You have to be on top of it with the scar treatment. Yeah, Again, sure. more than with a lot of the other ones we do. If you're going to form a bad scar in any surgery you have, it would probably be this one. Not saying you will, but no, it's just it's a little uncommon. bit more prone to having thickened scars or hypertrophic scars than, than other areas of the body. So it's important to stay in contact with your plastic surgeon and, and just follow their advice follow in up. terms of treatments, scar treatments, therapies, etc. It's always the case with any of these operations. You want to follow up and make sure that you get the best care after surgery. Agreed. 
Well, great. Well, Dr. Vella, thank you very much for this discussion on brachioplasty. This is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is brought to you by Rock Spa. This is Medi Spa, located both in Beverly Hills and Newport Beach, providing services such as Botox, fillers, lasers, and all therapy, as well as hydrofacials and all the aesthetic products you could possibly need. It's run by the medical director, me, Dr. Jay Calvert. Rock Spa Beverly Hills is located at 120 South Spalding Drive in Suite 340, Beverly Hills, 90212. The phone number there is 310-777-0496. And Rock Spa Newport Beach is located at 1617 West Cliff Drive, Newport Beach, California, 92660. The phone number there is 949-644-1111. You can go to their respective websites, rockspanewportbeach.com or rockspabeverlyhills.com. Rock Spa was created to help my patients maintain their aesthetic beauty in between whatever operations they have throughout their lives. It's something that allows patients to come in, get their facials, skin treatments, take care of all the Botox fillers and lasers that they need to keep up their beauty. And if they've invested in any of the aesthetic operations I perform, it's the way to maintain those operations. If you mention this podcast, you will get the member's pricing for your hydrofacial. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is the way that Dr. Ravello and I talk about the issues that are important to us in plastic surgery. But there's nothing better than getting to take care of our patients and do plastic surgery. Our practices are located in Beverly Hills, and I also have a satellite office in Newport Beach. You can learn about my practice at drcalvert.com, and you can reach my office by calling 310-777-8800, and that will get you an appointment either in Beverly Hills or at the Newport Beach office. My practice is located in Beverly Hills. Our office phone number is 310-954-1355. You can also contact us directly through the website, which is rovelloplasticsurgery.com. We look forward to seeing you in the office for some aesthetic tune-ups.